love and logic while I'm feeling pedagogic. It's Rhyme and Reason 445. Hey there, Tony here. How's it going in your neck of the woods today? Still hanging in there all right? I hope so. I hope it's a great day wherever you are, whatever day it is that you're listening to this. And it's going really well here. I've been under the headphones a lot lately, recording a bunch of uh, new music. I'll uh, talk about that at another time. I have talked about it a little bit before, but kind of feels like I've been kind of set up for this uh, podcast episode for, I don't know, days, weeks, and I haven't recorded it because I've been busy recording the songs that I was just talking about. So that's where I've been, and I hope you've been keeping yourself busy and entertained and maintained and whatever else. Thank you for being here. I appreciate that. It means the world to me. And uh, today you notice I'm talking about love and logic. Now, are they like oil and water? You know, they don't go together? Because here's the million-dollar question. What's the number one thing that love and logic have in common? No, no. It's not that they both start with L. All right. I said number one thing, right? Any other guesses? Now, Tammy, you're just being smart, Alec. It's not because they both start with L-O either. All right, I'm going to get right to it here. Love and logic are both immaterial. Uh Uh-oh, that might be confusing because some might think I'm trying to say they don't mean anything. But that would be the first definition of the word immaterial. The second definition means they're both spiritual rather than physical. Have you ever noticed that you can't hold any love or logic in your hand, either one of them? Um, You know, if the word spiritual bothers you, by the way, then let's just say they're both intangible. That sounds like a fruit. That always sounds like a fruit to me. I don't know. It's a sidetrack there. Sorry. In other words, if they're intangible, they ain't touchable. They're Elliot Ness of the... Oh, gosh. I'm on too many sidetracks here. Sorry. But, uh, you know, nothing in your life actually touches you more than love, right? Even though they're not touchable, love and logic, really nothing touches your life more than than love. And nothing makes more sense (laughs) than logic, also known as reason, you know. And that's the second part of my ongoing theme here on the Rhyme and Reason podcast and TonyFundenberg.com. So, since love and logic can't be detected by any of your five senses, well, what good are they for, let's say, hmm, survival? Well, wait a minute. First, I dare you to try to survive without them. Yeah, try to do that without love or logic. And second, mere survival, that pales in comparison to the possibility of thriving, and even thriving forever. But what if I don't believe in forever, Tony? (laughs) Well, that's not logical. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Well, there's nothing, you know, in this whole world that can actually force you to believe in forever. I get it. You know, you got your own mind. But even if you don't believe in that, and even if you don't believe in God, wouldn't it be cool if you could live forever? Wouldn't that be cool? Surely you can admit that the idea of living forever in paradise is appealing. Come on, really, you can admit that, can't you? Come on. 
Here, I'll give you a minute. Oh, sorry. Got it. Anyway, just just imagine it. Just kind of throw your caution to the wind, if you want to call it that. Just imagine for a little bit that every day you could live out your abilities and your dreams, and you'd know that you're not going to reach an end to your life one day. Imagine that. So you wouldn't have to worry about getting old, uh, you know, no aging, aching joints, diminished eyesight, hearing problems, dental problems, fallen arches, tennis elbow, etc., etc., etc. But most importantly, no more death and dying. Wouldn't that be cool? Really? I mean, can you say it wouldn't be cool? How could you possibly? Well, here's the thing. You know love exists. You know you know that, right? And you know logic does too. But hopefully, you also know they couldn't have evolved. Mm-mm. It's sensible to say logic created matter, but it's really makes no sense to say that the reverse could happen. Matter created logic? Doesn't make sense. And how would love have benefited those earliest evolving creatures? How would that have benefited? Because basic survival doesn't require it. In fact, you know, if you look around, the animals don't seem like they love each other when they're trying to survive. They eat each other. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But here's what makes sense. Human life has love and logic. I call them rhyme and reason. Because a loving and reasonable creator designed it to be this way. But he also knew that for love to be real, it has to be freely given. So, being the risk taker that he is, he created all of us with our own will. You have yours. I can't change yours against you if you don't want me to. I have mine, and the same is true for me. And you and I aren't born without the ability to hate. Imagine that, too. We have the ability to hate from earliest childhood. And you can see kids acting with each other, how, how that turns out. And that should be painfully obvious, because hatred is ubiquitous in this world. There's that word I like again, ubiquitous. But here's the thing. We can choose to hate, and we can choose to love. We can have the choice. We do have the choice for one or the other. And the most logical choice is love because it comes from the one above. But you do have a will and a choice. And I know one day I will rejoice if I see you there in that glorified air where material things don't compare. Okay. That does it for this episode of Rhyme and Reason. I hope you're going to stay tuned for the next one coming up shortly. And until then, remember, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme.